Yes, sir. Um, so, as per Rebbe's allowance, a follow-up from Shalashudas. Um, if a um, shayla came in was that, um, that someone asked if or theoretically miyach the bullet for Shabbos or some form of esamshus, would that theoretically get out the, uh, the issue? Then, 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 in theory, the God would no longer become a boss for us or a I'm not sure exactly what the person has in mind in the the bullet before Shabbos for what type of purpose. If he puts it as a as a, it's a, as a paperweight, that, that's fine. Not that there's such a paperweight, they're not that heavy. Uh, exactly what, what Hishtamshus he has in mind. But if he has that Hishtamshus in mind, uh, and it's serious, so what exactly is the plan to put that he's going to take it and put the bullet in the gun later on? So I, I would highly doubt that that would work. Uh, because it has to be really shtamshus that he's miyachet for, but if he's taking and putting it the gun later on, he's not what wasn't truly miyachet for other purpose. So I, I don't see that that's an honest uh, approach. Okay. Um, one is one in general is one allowed to make interrupt during davening, especially in the context that right now with Saint Tehillim after davening, sometimes the hillos up to that before she down the Saint during the lane or or even. Possibly earlier than that, if someone's still dominating Congress for long. Uh, obviously, the person can't interrupt the Shmonesrei. The, the really only question which comes up is between Shmonesrei and Tachanun. Semikra uh, din, the Raman is very clear that the Tachanun is a is a hemshech of the mice of, of Tfilo. It's a for, different form of Tfilo. It's a kiem of the, the Tfilo of Shmonesrei. So you're not supposed to be mafsik between Shmonesri and Tachan Nafil Sapayim. Better, Nafil Sapayim. Mishabur says that a person should not speak between Shmonesri and Nafil Sapayim, something which is not Sarchi Hatfilo. That which you say, the Hurachum, so that people say, Vidri and Yugamidis, that's Sarchi Hatfilo, which are Meyuchad over there. But otherwise, a person should not talk there at that point, really. Um, can a person say, tell him at that point in time? Um, my feeling is yes. That's, that's, this goes into the tefillah of the, of the tzibur right now, so that the person can do that. Um, after that, really, it's all open. You know, there's no reason why a person can't. Um, Ashray, if he wants to pause, I would just recommend he finishes saying the him. He can go back. He should go back and start up from the beginning of Ashray again. Um, uh, same thing with Elena, a person really could, you know, can, there's no, no, nothing stopping from pausing at any point in time. Um, so if someone's in a shul that says something about Enu, like during this time, um, if, if like someone like doesn't get up to me and like with the Tzibur, should he should a person say it after? Or it no, but if, if he's with the Tzibur, he should say it with the Tzibur. Um, he has no key to go back and add it in afterwards. Okay. Well, what about the Tzibur saying, for does that mean you say that after Shmanesser? No, that, that person shouldn't interrupt. It's, 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 right now, this is the... the Mitzvah Tefillah, Mitzvah Tefillah is a derisa, is, um, according to Ram, is a Tefillah B'cholya. According to Ramban, that's not, there's no Mitzvah Tefillah B'cholya. But there is a Mitzvah Tefillah B'esoro, which the Rambam talks about at the beginning of the Hilfus Taniyars, uh, which the Ramban agrees with. So, the key of Tfilah Deraisa is Tfilah because of Be'esoro, which, when we're saying Tfilah, we're bringing the kind that that, that Tfilah, that, that's all specifically for that purpose, that Be'esoro. This is, has a dinam in Esoro. Um, so, a uh, person, so to say that that's considered hefzik between uh, your Shemun uh, Esrei and a, a different type of Tfilah, but when this is a Tfilah which you're in Deraisa, uh, you could do it by yourself later on, but theoretically, with the zebra doing it together, it's appropriate to do it together with the zebra of the Ram. It seems to say clear. That's when, it's, it's, when you're doing all the, all the, uh, on the for, with the zebra, you're doing on the yachid, it's hard to. The, not clear. The Ram talks about the case of a tzara, which is the tzara sarabim. That's the key of it. Um, according to the others, could be that so the, even personal, personal tzara is also key of that, the rice, so there's supposedly a brisk rub like that. Up here, Shmua, that he holds it the same that applies in by Tefillah by Yachas. If the Chal will be something that you personally feel about, 
you know, that it's important to you personally, that would be true. But some kind that you don't you don't know about, that would, say that would not be true. That would not be kima to the races. This this key of so it's the Isar comes now. How often during the Isar is the Skiyav? Anytime you do it. So Not the Kiyav, but Chiyav. Is the Chiyav once in the Isar or once a day? Also, if the Chayla is a Gadol, is that the second If If that means something to you, honestly. So it's not like a general basis? It, it's a... The, 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 the tzara of the tzibur is a tzara which belongs to me as well. So if I re- relate to the, the tzara of the fact that there's a gadol which is in, in tzara, that, you know, I, I, really, I understand that that's a tzara of tzibur, but if I, if, I, if I don't, even though I'm supposed to, the Muslim Shmuel says I'm supposed to, but I don't, honestly, I, that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it like that, you know. Person who asked it also asked if Ruby could figure out the question. So, um, so I'm going to answer a different question. <laughs> so, Mr. Burr says uh, that the person was a chiyav learns every Musar b'cholyot. That's that's a fair shem, Mr. Burr. Doesn't say how for how long. Um, the person was a chiyav learns every Musar b'cholyot. Um, nowadays, most bachim do not learn every Musar b'cholyot, and even if they do. I'm not sure how how effectively they're learning it. Um, you know, the Musa Seder we're talking about about the uh, by the Suda last night we're talking about the, the Musa Seder. Um, so uh, so um, remember the first time I came here, somebody asked me to learn with him during Musa Seder. We used to have Musa Seder in Yeshiva. It's in two thirty to two forty five was Musa Seder. Um, and I looked at him like, what do you mean? So I want to have a charusa during Musa Seder. And I looked at him like, how do you learn Musa with a charusa? So he said, what do you mean? Every ship he went to, you learn Musa with a charusa. I said, Musa is a, is a process of a person learning something and internalizing it and absorbing it. A charusa is a distraction, at best. Or you know, it's a conversation between you and yourself. Like, you know, the guy next to you was like, it's not shy to that. Um, Adam Godel said that nowadays, you know, the, the so nowadays, the Welt says that Musa Seder nowadays is a moment of silence in the memory of Rishul Salantar. Um, I once heard from Meshkei Herzl, he said, he says, Musa Seder Olav Shalom. So, the process of Musa is the process of the person getting in touch with, their, with, with themselves, realizing where they are, realizing their strengths, realizing their, realizing their weaknesses, and helping themselves move the needle and, and, and move forward. Um, the challenge with Musr is that to learn Musr, to do that, is a very scary prospect, prospect because you're getting in touch with your chesrenus. You also have to get in touch with your mylus. Because if you just look at your chesrenus without the mylus, it's so depressing, you just give up. It's what the Yetzirah wants. So, in Europe, when you realize like that, that Eddie Barker was in yeshiva, how many Bachim do you think were in yeshivas in Europe? You start, you start looking at the numbers of the yeshivas and realize that, you know, there was there is three point something million Jews in Poland 
and only a handful were learning in yeshivas, you know, beyond the teenage years. You know, anything beyond that, forget it. Like, so these people had were were there by choice. These people had tremendous ability to withstand the pressure. They clearly were gabarabas. So they the strengths were, were given. They weren't pushovers. So then, from that vantage point, they start working on what they have to work on and focusing on it with doable. Nowadays, most broken are, are wimps is probably a, being a, a, a nice way to say it. You know, I mean, and they start learning muster and they say, "Oh my gosh, I have this problem, this problem, this problem." They're, they're done. They're like wiped out. Like it's end the conversation. The mile of Hasidus, what Hasidus came to Klayasa was, you know, who was Hasidus for? Primarily Hasidus is for the Hamanah. So the, there is, those to themselves is, they don't have, they're not really good in learning. Their dominating isn't great. They're very busy with who knows what. And are they valuable to Kodesh Baruch Came along the Balshentav and said, yeah, you're valuable. Right, so you, with all of your simplicity and all your tzimimus and all of your, you know, not knowing anything, the Bershams like like your sincerity. That's why Chassidus work is it touches people nowadays, because it works on being mechazik the person and lifting them up. Every person has to know. Rambam writes that the same way you have a moon in a kodesh you have to have a moon in yourself. Says, if you don't remove yourself, what you're really saying is Kaddish Baruch blew it. Well, Bershom didn't blow it, because that's not a... You remove Kaddish Baruch Hu, didn't blow it. So he made you, with all of your mistakes and all of your problems and all of your mess that you who are, he didn't make a mistake. He knew what he was doing. And that's part of your moon in the Kaddish Baruch Hu, So, that's the model of the Sifra Chassidus that, that they give that. So, for for many people, when the Mr. Brewer wrote for them, the process starts before they can get to the Musa, they start with the Sifre Chasidis, because that's their Hakdama to the Sifre Musa. That Sifre Musa, which can do that as well. Now, Revolba in Al Shah Khalibay, what he's trying to do is this process, right? Trying to build the person up, etc. The first Maracha. First two marachas, marachas ad marachas atara. That's what it's all about, um, and it's an avoid of years to work on that. The, the average uh, one Shiva said back, it says the, the mach of our generation is low self-esteem. So a person has to overcome that. Now the person who's ready reached that point where his self-esteem is intact, he needs to really challenge himself. So there are sifrei most would do that. Sifrei would do that too. Right, and some of the different casinos can be quite sharp, um, but uh, that's a process of learning. It's learning Musr. It's not not lafka. So each person has to be honest where they where they are in the process and get hadracha from somebody. How often should they learn? How much should they learn per day? So it's a hard question because the person has to really first say he's using his day properly. Like I, 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 I told you over the type of discussion and how to use a day. Sabbath Kesher, the person should sleep eight hours. Right, right, so the person should get eight hours of sleep. The person has eight hours of sleep. Their, their, their mind is clear. They feel rested. They're able to function. It says, then you have two hours a day. Chakras, mincha, maruv, benching, etc. You know, adds up to two hours a day worth of tefillah. That's he puts it. I think I'm not sure about him. Probably would cut it back a little less than that. But, you know, you know, I don't know where you come. I got Mar for the almond you know, a few weeks ago. Somebody pointed out to me that my Mar was longer than somebody else's. That's one of the shuls, their shakras, was, was, was quicker than my Mar, you know. Like, you know, it's a little bit different speeds, you know, forever. He says, you have two hours a day, a person eats, a person rests, a person takes a walk. So you have 12 hours a day to learn. It's the type of rights. I think our, our average guy is not holding but 12 hours a day of learning, right? But. That's a phenomenal amount of time. A person can get in. You know, he learns from nine to one. He learns from three to seven. He learns from eight to twelve. You know, I mean, you know, where you're you putting the numbers in over there, and eight hours of sleep also. You know, right? um, 
But a person who's putting in a, a solid day, learning, should be miyachid, a time for this process called Moser, this process called Hasidus, right? You know, the process of getting in touch with themselves and understanding what makes them tick, and understands, like, you know, what their strengths are and how they can build them up and all that, that a person is. A person has to do that. How much a day? It tells Musa Seder Bayos was 20 minutes a day. And the Elul, we had two, we had two, Musa, Musa, two Sidre Musa. It was, you know, the, uh, and it was six days a week. It wasn't Shabbos, it was six days a week. It was right after, right after Shachar. My day was right after Shachar. And it was very powerful because we sat down right after Davening. You have to sit down in his, by his seat. Rukhaim sat down by his seat. They took out Sifri Musa and they learned for 20 minutes. And they didn't. There were guys who left early, but a lot of the Elam learned. And uh, it was 20 minutes a day. And I used to think to myself, 20 minutes a day is not enough. You know, but realistically, people's schedules are... Mr. Chabas Chaim is one place he quotes, he says he recommends a half an hour a day of muster. Uh, so uh, practically, a, a person has to figure out what that means. If a guy learns five minutes of muster a day, it's also an accomplishment. Five minutes of chasidus a day, it also is an accomplishment. Yeah, um, that was an interesting question. Um, what are the gedarim of speaking lashon hara to someone else to burden from emotional distress? What is it mutter, and, and what, what, under what context, with whom, etc.? Sorry. When is um, when is one allowed to speak lashon hara and to unburden oneself from intense emotional distress? With whom, how, and what are the gedarim? Okay, so it's an interesting question. The, the, the Chabaz Chaim in the in the Berman Chaim. Lashon Hara Latuelis is Mutter. The issue of Lashon Hara is. Okay. Lashon Hara 101, right? Lashon Hara has two Isser in it. It has an Isser of damaging somebody and, a, and an Isser of speaking negatively. So even if I know the person will not be damaged at all, I shouldn't be talking negatively about somebody in Klai Yisra. One Yisra. Second Yisra is even if I'm not doing something which is I'm saying something negative, it's going to cause a person something, my speech is going to cause something negative to happen to the person. This is an Yisra of Lashon Har. Both are true. So, uh, the fact that I have a Toelis doesn't give me a to damage him. So that's the Chabbos Chaim. I'm coming to say Lashon Har, Lashon is Mutter. It can't be that it's damaging him more than he deserves to be damaged. So if I talk to somebody who knows the fellow who's going to review re, re, the, the, how he looks at the person and skew it differently in a way which is going to be detrimental to the person, I can't do that. If I talk to a person who I understand will take it with a grain of salt, you know, and say, like, you know, whatever you're saying I hear, I'm not going to change how I view that person, you know, because there's always more to the story. But, so then you, have, then you can... You can do that. So who you're telling it to, by definition, it, it depends on how they're going to change how they in, interface with the other person. Now, then there's a head of Lashon Hara Latuelis, means I can speak negatively Latuelis. Why? Because the history of Lashon Hara is the fact that it's, it's something which is bad to him is negative. It's something which is positive. It's not also. So what's the valid Latuelis? So Latuelis is I'm, I'm benefiting the individual by telling him, protecting him from something, from damage, etc. That's called Latuelis. Comes on the bear, the bear mind time, and he says he has a suffix. Because I'll say that the person has some, something going on in himself, he's worried about something. The eight says you should share it with somebody else. So, does that, does that give you a heter for Lashon Hara? Is that called Lashon Hara or Lashon Hara? So, the bear mind time raises it as a question, and he remains Tzorachian. Uh, so, I heard. Um, Nineteen eighty nine, uh, I was an artist. We were an artist for um, for Pesach, so we were in the Ben Yaakov for Shabbos. I think Shabbos before Pesach. Um, my close friends, and the rubber over there is Rabbi Weber is the rub of the whole Shkunov in the neighbor over there now. Um, he gave a share in this, and he said he holds that the subject of Rishon Lechomet the conversation. Um, so 
I learned from Hilchus Lashon Hara. At that point in time, I wasn't, you know, but it was like that was interesting to me. I came back and discussed it with my rebellion, and they did not agree with that. The assumption that they felt was that if it's a valid person needs to discuss it, there's something they're allowed to do. But they have to make sure that they're discussing with somebody who's not going to necessarily, you know, impact negatively. So a person can discuss it with somebody. So now. It could be a rabbi, it could be a chaver, but it has to be a chaver who is mature enough that they're not going to, you know, accept your version of the story to the point that therefore they're going to be they take negative about the other person. Um, part of the person, the, the second half of the twelves is yesterday means you get it out of your system. And Chabad Chaim says, let's say I have something which really bothers me about pointing, and I'm going to damage him. I, I, I had a conversation there with Shabbos, um, called a baron. I requested him from an individual something should happen. I did it through Shliach. Shliach came back to me that this person said X, Y, and Z. Um, and I need to get back to the person to discuss the issue. I knew if I called the person at that point in time, I'm going to get upset. I was frustrated with the response. I was. So I called her Baron and says, you need to walk me through this. I need to get it out of my system first before I call the guy. <laughs> because I'm going to blast him. <laughs> So I called her about her, and you know, and we discussed it. You know, um, he said, "You know what? You're right. I'm going to write up a nusach for you how to say it." Right. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's I'm not going to get more of the details, but you know, but so the purpose of the conversation was to help me diffuse the situation. If I go to somebody who's going to stoke the situation. You're right. Oh my gosh, he said it to you. I can't believe it. You should really go after him. That's that's not the Torah. That's the opposite. So that's what the Chaim says. That you're, you're taking to somebody who's, if I have Lashon Hara, which I know if I go with the Pliny, who's not coming to Kabbalah, and I tell him, I'll get out of my system, and I'll be done with it, that's Mutter. Because he didn't hear Lashon He was not Makabal Lashon Hara. I did it to get out of my system. And now I won't go spreading it to everybody else, because I'm done talking about it. But if it's going to stoke the situation and make it worse, obviously I can't do that. So you have a lot of times happens you end up talking about it with your close friend. He takes your side of the picture, right? Uh, a person's in a relationship with somebody, whatever it is, and you know they tell somebody they take their side. They get all worked up and they then work you up, and then they reflect back to you the negativity. So it's not as well as so I would very strongly be. be Avoid, you know, recommend being very careful of who you're sharing it with. Yeah. Um, just want to make sure I have a question correctly. Um, why does the Shiva not say Bishver for Sahal after I tell him? Is there a problem with that? Um, is there an alternative to that might be Okay, so. It's a great question. Um, I'm going to hold that question for a second. Go back. Somebody asked me this years ago. Why doesn't Yeshiva make the Mishmeret for Tzahal and Yeshiva and Shabbos? And I think I mentioned this to you before. So um, I told him, he said that we have a Nusach Hashem Nesser, Revan Yenu, Rav Yavenu, that the Russians should fight our fights. And three times a day, when I say that, I think about the young men and young women which are in a state of danger. The Russians should protect them and take care of them. I don't need to wait till Shabbos morning to do that. I shouldn't wait till Shabbos morning to do that. And I don't need some new nusach when I have a nusach already. Elamai, what the specific, how I want to say it, that's, that's, that's between me and my, my creator, how I want to say it. Um, that's what I told the person. The person was like stunned, like I never thought of the idea of like diving for them more than once a week. Um, yeah, I mean, like really, like they're only they're only in danger on Shabbos, you know. Like you know, like you know, what about Tuesday? You know, like you know, the, you know, the, 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 these even before this, I mean, the mats of you're sitting on, on the edge of a knife in Eretz Israel. Like there's, like they use uh, the amount of. Situations which we don't even know about, which we're taking care of, but somebody's in danger. A young man or young woman was in danger at that point in time. Right? So, how are you not davening for them? Like, so, um, that's 
that's that. Now we're, we're you know we're 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 davening. Specifically, we're davening about for many things. We're davening for the hostages that uh, they should be kept safe and should be, and be returned quickly. We're davening for the individuals, all of the the the, the chayolim and chayolot, which are going into a situation of danger, and they should be. Return safely back to their families. We're davening for Klal Yisrael. It's not just them. We're davening for Klal Yisrael. The, the whole the, the whole situation over there is is is, is extraordinary. Right? This is I mean. Ravar and I spoke about this, like you know that you know. That we should be maybe adding some type of makasha besides the tilim, and we sort of agreed, so we just haven't decided exactly what we want to do with that. So is it is the tefillah for the for for the mishmar for the tzahal appropriate? It's definitely appropriate. Um, it's not the only thing we're davening for. It's one of the things we're davening for. It's a very important part of what we're davening, right? but it's not the only thing. Um, The, sometimes having enemies which are like are, you know are clear where, where they stand is beneficial. Like you know, America, like you know, they, they might be your enemy, behind, but, but you know, they smile at you, but then behind your back they say something negative. Like, you know, one thing about Hamas is like you know they say what's on their mind. You know, you know, <laughs> you know. so you know, so like uh, whatever. You know, one of the one of the one of the, the the leaders over there recently just made it. You know, he was did a televised piece. You know, the clip where the says that, just want to make it very clear that October 7th was just the beginning. We're going to do this again and again and again until we destroy all of you. So, like, it's very clear. Like, you know, it's not just we, we, we have, we're upset about the situation with the peace issue. You know, they, you know that's, 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 they want to kill every Jew in our Israel. Um, you know, back, back in the, you know, Nasser. Nasser was very good at that also. Right? Uh, before the Six Day War, he said well, we're 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 going to push every single Jew into the sea, and the rivers the, the rivers will run the run the flood. Like you know, he was like nice and clear about what he wants. <laughs> you know, um, right? Um, the Germans never did that. You know, they had, they had the final solution. They didn't say what the problem was. There's just a final solution. Like it was like top secret. It was top secret. You know. Um, um, so it, it, it's, I wouldn't want it to be only that. And that it has to, because then we're, we're, the situation is more than just the the, the So uh, you know we we didn't finalize the nusach. Yeah. Is, uh, so this is it's going to be two issues wrapped into one under the general idea of bodily care on Shabbos, brushing teeth on Shabbos, and washing your face. What well, face on Shabbos? It's recommended to wash your face on Shabbos. Um, the the simple the way the Shulchan presents it is. The person has to keep the wash your face every morning uh, and to dry it well. Um, and when you say the bracha of the it's tied on washing your face. That the part of the, part of the way you take shana off of your eyes, you wake up, is by you know washing up. That that's so. Uh, so that the person definitely should wash your face in the morning. Um, and multiple times a day, I have no idea, but just say, but you know. Some people say my Roshana multiple times during the day, but some after Sheer, after David, you know, like, you know <laughs> different times you need to be my Roshana, you know, like, you know. Adakarba used to, used to walk into, he used to, every day before Sheer, he used to walk into the bathroom and wash his face. Like, like he needed to be, wake himself up before Sheer, like, you know, after for Seder. Um, um, the process, obviously, you, you know, the person has, you have, you have two issues. You, have, you can't use, you can't do mimareach, you can't use a, a soap, which is problematic. Um, 
So we supposed to, we spoke of this one time that you know the uh, soap which pours, which is a liquid as opposed to a salad, is not a problem. So um, what level of pouring is called pouring that it's th- that's acceptable? So star cave, you go there, they have an article about it, they give you the, the viscosity is thickness of, of liquid and how easily they pour. So. They have a on the on the viscous scale. They have a number that they they're matter. Um, um, I'm not sure if you can necessarily. I don't think that most of your liquid soaps have on the bottle like what the what the level of viscosity is. You know, type of a thing. Um, my understanding of as long as it pours, uh, you know, I mean something was was that that used to be there used to be used to be a TV commercial for some type of ketchup. Like you turn it upside down and it just stayed there, like you know, like. So the mile of that was when it goes into your body, it glues everything inside your stomach together. <laughs> I mean, that, that like, you know, what, what, what's the mile of that? You know, I guess like, you know, but you know, but you know, um, it, it wasn't running. That was the point, right? So you know, just and then eventually it plops. So I get it, you know. But most of you know, most of your liquid soaps don't do that. Some of them are, are thicker than others. Um, some people are not good to water it down, etc. But you know, but. Uh, and then you have to make sure you're drying your face if you have a beard, so you're, you're not squeezing out the liquid. You just, you just pat it down. Um, eyebrows are not thick enough to be problematic, unless you have really thick eyebrows. <laughs> uh, now, so that's I highly doubt it. it's a very uncommon that you know. Yeah, but that, you know, the point is. The water has usually eyebrow hairs are not thick hairs, thin hairs. It does it has to trap if it traps the water. There's a there's a there's a problem with skito mirabonum. It's not skito mirabonum because it's not really it's not absorbed into the into the fibers. It's just trapped between the fibers. That's not skito the rice. It's the rice is that it's absorbed in. So, um, but it's mirabonum. It looks like you're doing an act of squeezing it out. So you can't press out the water. So you you dry yourself normally, not vigorously. You should be fine with that. Um, brushing teeth. So, um, if a person has a secretion that going that their, their gums are going to bleed, they should be brushing the teeth more often during the week. Um, number one, the average person healthy gums don't bleed. Um, that was that was a paid advertisement for you by your dentist. If you want to go the other way, <laughs> um, I just spoke to him recently. He told me you should brush your teeth more often. Um, okay. So uh, I'm assuming the average person is not a secretion that going, uh, their teeth are going to be for brushing their teeth. Number one. Uh, number two, so you can, the toothpaste is a, is a problem, you know, because it, 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 it is a cream, which you're, there's mermaidax spreading it out. But they have the Shabbat toothpaste, uh, which is uh, much thinner, etc. Um, it costs like about $50 per, per <laughs> ounce or something like that, you know. You know um, uh, or a person can use... Put mouthwash in their mouth beforehand, um, and, and brush their teeth. Um, uh, wetting the, the the toothbrush beforehand, so you're putting water in. You're tra- again, you're trapping it, and then you're squeezing out the water. But if you, your mouth is wet beforehand, it's not a problem. You know, you, you know, wet your mouth, not the toothbrush. Um, the only issue is there's a mug and a rum in the, in the Shin Gimel, which says that that it's uvda l'chol. To brush, unless you have a unless you have a brush which is meyuchah for Shabbos, mivreshes, which is meyuchah for Shabbos, a person has to have a Shabbos toothbrush dedicated for Shabbos. That shouldn't be a problem. They have Shabbos toothbrushes available, which are the are the space between the, the bristles is wider. They don't trap water, so then you won't have this lashash b'chalal of squeezing out the water. So a person can do that. A person can do regular toothbrush. Either one would really would work as long as you don't wet it beforehand. We're yeah. marking for that sheet of Yeah, Mr. Burns is that. Just Memorech wasn't, I remember, or, or, by the dog style in the beginning of the year, I was saying Memorech is only a thin, he's trying to spread out a thin even layer. Are you try, uh, yeah, I don't usually try to get a layer doesn't of toothpaste. It doesn't have to be even layer, it just has to be spreading out a layer. Yeah, but I don't try to get a layer of toothpaste covering my teeth. I just try to scrub my teeth. You're spreading it out. That, that's the point. Is you, you, don't, you don't want it to stay as a, as a unit. Yeah, the point of saying if you just drop it on and you don't happen to stay there, if you're happy that the toothpaste should stay right there while you're resting your mouth, you'd be right, but that's not true. You know, like, you know. What? Can you rinse it? Yeah. 
Um, if there's a problem with foaming soaps, would you think that we're having foaming soaps here in the Senate? Um, when Marsha holds it, it's a problem with foaming soaps. Um, the, the, the soaps which you, you know, the, the, come as a liquid and they, they turn into a foam uh, through the process of how they, it comes out. Uh, Marsha holds it's a problem of Marlit. Most persons disagree with that. And hold not, since After it sits for a while, it, it loses the foam and goes back to being more liquidy. So it's not really a, a Marlit problem. And that's why I was not there, the foam things over here. Because there are also there's soaps. Somebody said once that there was a problem with like there's soaps that you can buy that they foam much. They're already foamed when they come out. Uh, I'm not following. <laughs> inside the, the the bottle, they're foam. Inside the bottle, they're inside liquid. Inside the bottle, they're liquid. But once they're already out, once they start coming out, they're foam. That's what I'm saying. That that's no problem. Right. Because it doesn't, it doesn't. It eventually, it, it goes, it, it loses the foam and goes back to being a liquid. Yeah. Someone's lost. Shmoneh, well, not lost. <laughs> 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 Maybe lost. Dominic Shmoneh Esrei. Um, and he's not sure where they're they're holding. They space out. <laughs> so they are lost. <laughs> they are lost. What what should one do in that situation? Oh man, it's, it's, it's such a Mess of a psak. <laughs> so, yeah, like, so what are the stodim? The stodim are the one side is you have some brachal batal to go back, but if you don't tell the brachos, it's ma'akiv, so you can't go further. <laughs> so you should just stay there for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know? So, so I, the guy says, you know, I, I remember davening up through Rufaino. He's he's holding somewhere now. He's not exactly exactly where he is. He's somewhere near like Shema Kaleno. Like, you know, he's not exactly exactly where it is. So something happened between Rufaino and Shema Kaleno, right? So he said, "Well, let's not go back to Barak Kaleno." Uh, you know, and uh, that for Hivade sh- said X. He's not sure if he said after that. So he's not sure if he said after that. So maybe it's Ma'akev. If he didn't say it, so he can't go further. But if he did say it already, he's going back as Rachel Batala. Right, so you know, so, so, uh, we have a safer in yeshiva. What's the poskim put it out? It's shkios, what's it called? Shkios miyavin. Right, she brings all the different shitas on this. Did the whole safer business? What? The whole safer business topic. <laughs> the whole safer is top mistakes in davening. This is not this 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 specific shaila, but there are many mistakes in davening which are. Are clearer than this one. So he brings all the sheetas on this t- topic. So That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't doesn't make a hakra because there's no clear hakra on the shayla. So, so. There's a wild Mishabura. Okay? There's a wild Mishabura in Hilkas Rosh Hashanah of all places. Right? So, by Musab Rosh Hashanah, so we, we say nine brachas. Rosh Hashanah, we say nine brachas. Um, so the Morris says that those nine brachas are ma'akvasu, etc. etc. Let's say a person is a place he doesn't have a master. He doesn't know all those nine brachas. He knows the first three, last three, middle ones. He he can remember, he can eke out the first one probably. Can he say the other two? He can say it without saying the other two. So he'll say Malchus without the credits and sharpness. That's the that's why it's in Rosh Hashanah, right? So the Malaram says yes. The Bir Lachah says, well, "What do you mean yes? You're not Yitzchak." He says. So my room says it has a shame tefillah. So Mr. Zabir Lacha says means to come to you were not yotze, you were not yotze. But there's a din of tefillah which is before to come to There's a din of tefillah. It has a shame tefillah. It's not a brachal about tefillah because it has a shame tefillah on it. Fascinating. Zabir Lacha. Now. That argues that even if that you miss some of the brachas in the middle, 
and therefore the bracha is a ma'akvus, therefore the Yishmanesi, you were not yard say, it's not a bracha lavatola going further. Because you at least have this birlacha to b'samachan. To go back, you have a, a stronger argument of a, of a bracha lavatola. So Pasha's, according to that, it would seem that you, would, you, would, you should pick up where you are, and um, I, I know for sure I have not said from this point and onwards. Right? Some, somewhere, but, but right? When Yishalai Mircha, I didn't say yet. Okay? I'm not sure what I said in between. So Pasha, he should go from there and go onwards. But uh, I, I go back and forth in the Salah. I've never find the, had a final wrong. I've had times that I think the Psaq is go the way. But you caught me right now, but this Psaq right now is that's what you're going to get. No, uh, we're, not, we're not big fans of the Tanai thing. Which brachas are my favorite and which are? Shmuel Esrei? Yeah. Only 19. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not big fans of Tanai? We're not big fans of this Tanai because we have no problems having Kavon on the first time. What? What a part of a bracha? Depends. So, uh, which part of a bracha is ma'akev? So, um, the end of the bracha, the central nesha, the end of the bracha is ma'akev. Um, the chasima, you have to say me'ena chasima, samach chasima. So you have to say something right before the bracha, which is which is of the topic of the bracha. That's ma'akev. And then the bakasha beginning, uh, you know, somewhere in the, the bakasha, that's ma'akev. So if you leave it a few words in the middle, it's not, it's not ma'akev. What? I'm not sending him out to he. No, you know that's that's nothing. It's a full sentence. He said about kosher. Yeah. What if like in the uh, where A and Ha'inu have uh, part of the nischayis are very similar, and you think you're confusing nischayis? You're you're saying you're not sure if you you might have said refrain already, so then you should continue from refrain, or not from Ray from Ray. Go right there. In Tashlumen. In other words, one, we use Yoyte to feel, but it wasn't Yoyte to feel as Chazal. So we said, Yoyte to feel but over here, he doesn't know whether he's there or not, so he can't go back. Yeah. Um, why does... Okay. The, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm not sure to answer the question. Okay, I'm just... Why does Yeshiva say Bahab? <laughs> <laughs> somebody just asked me... Somebody just asked me this question a few days ago. Why, is Yeshiva, why does the, the Shul not say Bahab? Right? So... Um, so that's like interesting questions. <laughs> um, so the law says the minigas say bahab, so that's why Yeshiva says bahab, right? And the, like the question is why in the world does the shul not say bahab? That's the that's the problem, right? Now starting whenever we cobble the minig, so so you get the guy comes comes starting backwards says what what are you doing? You know like you know. <laughs> The guy says, like, like, what, what do you mean? You don't do it? Like, you know, like, you know, yeah, sure, you know. Um, yeah. They can say it, yeah. But if they're in the minion, they, can, they should say it. They should say it. Yeah. I, I once had this. Isn't it only if you're fasting? Isn't it only if you're fasting? No. <laughs> <laughs> The slichas and the fasting are two different things. The slichas are the slichas and the fasting are the fasting. There's a minute to fast, which we don't do. We don't recommend people doing nowadays. I actually spoke to Rebar and we, 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 we had, had a hot minute to maybe do a fast on the, the, the Shani Basra. Um, but he, he said he didn't want to do it because it would take away from the learning. You know, uh, I remember um, during the Gulf War, so... Uh, um, it was Rosh Chodesh Shvat. It was Rosh Chodesh Adar. 
So, Arab um, Shalosh the uh, in Kibber Katan. So, and tells the 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 Shiva Rukhaim and the, the Rebbeim fasted, and they made a minion. They had a minion of fat people, which were being Mizana in Kibber Katan, and they said we they said the, the whole name Kibber Katan with the uh, with laning Haftarah, the whole thing, you know, the way it's supposed to be done. Um, it made a very powerful rush on me, and I. But on the other hand, you know, taking people fasting it takes away from the learning. And, you know, it's 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 a trade-off. It's our our child. We're not a big we're, we're us are not big fans of having people fast. Um, I've seen are even less fans of it. So, sorry to admit, you know, they're they're still into that type of stuff. Risk is even less. What? Risk is even less. Risk is even less. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it's an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, what's so special about the Shani Bastra? Because that's like the end of it? Or? Yeah. Why doesn't Yeshiva do the Yom Kippur Katan Slichas? Well, 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 why don't we do Yom Kippur Katan as well? I can't even know what he's stopping you. I know, I, I just, that's one thing. Um, so... Yom Kippur Katan, I, I have not figured out what exactly the minigat is. Like, Bayasin tells, we used to say it at Erev Rosh Chodesh say once a year. Um, and that was the standard in most communities, in shul, etc. Then there's some people who came, got all excited about the, the Yom Kippur Katan, and it sort of caught on, and now almost every community has Yom Kippur Katan sleepers that they, you know, that they say, the feels, the etc. Very nice thing. But when I like, if you go back fifty years ago, you probably find that there was like five shuls and clays that did it in America. So I was, why do you do it? I mean, like, well, you know, why should I do it? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't to say it's, you know, what was in Europe? I have no idea why it sort of got the, got that the, it was like uh, icing on the cake. It tells, uh, they said it. And then the, that situation, uh, the situation of what, when Rebirth was, was very sick, Rebirth was very sick, we did it. He was Nifter, um, the Gimel Shvat. We did it, Erev Shkodesh also. We did it in Kippur Kotlin. Yeah. Um, is there an issue of Rebus when you're doing the Okay, so there's some fascinating ideas that the Gemara has about what's called transfer of money. Um, so, when I use a credit card, what is happening is that there's me, there's the vendor, and then there's the company, the bank, which so the bank is giving the money to the vendor, not to me. So why do I owe the bank money? They never they didn't lend me money. They went they gave it to him. So Morris says, no, when if I ask if I tell you give money to him and I ask him to do that, it's like you gave the money to me. You know, I, I didn't I never touched the money. So the the transfer of the money goes from there to there, it's like I received the money. Okay? Now, when I, I'm the person who's responsible on the credit card, so my friend goes to the store and uses the credit card, but the halacha says that same type of idea. What happened was that the, the, because I'm the person who owes the money, it's like the bank lent the money to me, and then I lent it to him, and he used it to pay there. That's how it's perceived in halacha. I'm not going to get involved in the whys. That's, you know, what the rise there. So, if it has my name on the credit card, it says Rheingold on the credit card, and then Goldberg uses the credit card instead of Rheingold, the bank lent the money to Rheingold, not to Goldberg. So how did Goldberg get the money? Because Rheingold lent it to Goldberg. Okay? Now, I lent Goldberg $1,000. So if we pay it back right away, I lent him $1,000. He pays back $1,000. Goldberg said, you know what, you know what, Listen, I can't afford to pay back. I'll pay. I'll pay the monthly fees. I'll pay the month, the cost every month. 
So what's happening is now this happens backwards. I owe the bank. Goldberg is paying money to the bank as if he's paying money to me because he owes me money. And he's paying the ribbis. Says so an issue the rice of having a person carry a balance on a credit card and pay it off for me. Um, these are the end of the rice. The fish burners. The Iker Sugya is, is actually is more in Kedushan than Abzayan. Those, those you learn Abzayan, it really it sounds like a Shikol Lomash or Shikol Tara. It's like a Halakha Lamaisa. But uh, it places itself out in Ezen Ashikol. So, so it's considered as if I let the guy money. And now I'm charging, he's paying it back to me but with Bibis. So if the plan is he's not going to carry a balance at all, he's just going to pay it off immediately, he just doesn't have the money available right now. So you don't have ribis to rice. The only problem is there's an issue of contracting ribis, even if you never pay the ribis. And there's a contract over here of ribis. I'm saying that if you don't pay back at a certain time, you're going to be paying me ribis, which that's what I'm saying. If you don't pay back this thing by the, the, the due date of the, the grace period of the first month, you're going to have to pay me ribis. There's an issue to the rice to, to arrange a payment of ribis, even if you never pay the ribis. Like most sheetas. If you arrange everything, you pay ribbons, everybody agrees it's the rice. If you arrange it and you don't pay it, maybe it's only Rabbanon. But most sheet holds the rice, even in that case. So, um, yeah. What Thirty dollars or three guys. So each of the guys giving back ten dollars. If you lay it out for thirty dollars, so you're getting the cash back of, let's say, um, how much you get? Let's say three cents. Thirty. You get thirty cents now, in a, f- a fake currency. It's not a real currency, but you only put out ten dollars actually. So there's no problem of ribbons. Somebody sell the points. If I lay it out, I put on my I put on my thing. The guys are gonna, the guys. Uh, I'm taking responsibility. I'm buying it, and then I'm, as it were, let. let Letting them use it, you know, and they're, they're paying me for that. That's not a problem. Even if you sit alone, there's no problem. The ribbons is the only problem. The is the only problem the ribbons comes from the live to the malva. Over here, they're the live I'm the malva, and the bank is giving me a, a, a gift. That's not a problem, ribbons. So, just to clarify then, Rebbe's not saying that if someone needs to buy something in the store and they just and they ask to borrow money from you, Give them their credit card and they'll pay you back at a later time. That's not, that's not, right? I'm saying that situation, if I buy for them, I, I buy the item, I own the item, and then I give it to them. So I can sell it to them, I can give it to them, with my, whatever, whoever, what the arrangement is, right? That's not a problem, right? But if the, and if I, if the guy, I don't care if the guy ever pays me back, so then it's not a halvo. But if the, I want the guy to pay me back. I'm lending him money through this, through this transaction. That transaction has rib, has has a tenai ribbis in it, but that's part of the contract of the, of the credit card. So um, it's much better if I if I should ask him to buy it for me. It's mine. So he doesn't owe me any money because he bought it for me, and then I'm selling it to him. Uh, that's much better than a lot, yeah. Debit card is a whole different ball game, right? Debit card is um, that's not true. One second. Debit card. Um, no, it's, it's not going to help. Debit card is not going to help with that, right? See, Capital One is not saving your money for you. When you put money in a bank account in Capital One, you're lending money to Capital One who's going to spend it. Capital One takes your money and they invest it in oil fields in, in, in Alaska against your desire of climate change. Right? You know, you know. Um, and they make 8% on that investment. Then, they, then when you want the money back, they give you the money back with like, a, like you know, 0.0001% back. You know. And they said the big Sadiqim. You know. that's, that's how basically it works. They don't keep your money in the account. You're lending money to the bank. The bank owes you money. That's when you come to the bank to take, when you draw from the bank, the bank is paying you back. Right? So, 
Um, so let's say we have a Jewish bank. So we have this problem in Cleveland. So the, the largest bank in Northeast Ohio is called Ohio Savings Bank. Ohio Savings Bank, I don't know what it is now, but in those days it was owned privately, with a private-owned bank by three brothers named Goldberg, Goldberg, and Goldberg. <laughs> and they were Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. <laughs> so they had the best rates. You know, you, you, you put opening a checking account, they gave you, you know, there, there was, they gave you interest on it. They had savings account, interest on it, CDs, interest on it. That's for Mr. Rice. Right, I'm putting money in the bank. I'm giving them, I'm opening up a, a savings account, putting $10,000 in, and I'm getting back, you know, at the end of the year, 10, 10 you know, uh, I think they were giving 3% interest, you know, giving $300 back. I'm getting $10,300 back. I get $300 worth of interest. It was a good rate, you know. The other banks over there, like, you know, were giving you, like, bupkas, you know. And they had the best mortgage rates, you know, like, you know, so mortgage rates are the other realm. They're lending you the money. You're paying them back, you know. So, and that's like Ribba's to the bazoo, you know. Um, and so what happened was, so there was, there was those days we still had, like, these small banks which were private, they were, like, owned, like a small metropolitan savings bank, six banks, you know. Independent savings bank had six banks, you know, owned by Goyen. And then Ohio Savings bought them out. And all of a sudden, my, my money in my independent savings bank, it was the name of the bank, which was checked out, was Goyish, right? It was owned by Bob Redneck, you know, right? <laughs> it's, also by, it's also by Irving Goldberg, you know, like, you know. So we took the money out of, you know, so, so we went to Metropolitan Savings Bank, and then they bought that out. It was like this is getting tiring. <laughs> like, so, um, so when you take your debit card, you're 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 retrieving money that they owe you. But when you give the other guy the debit card, what you're doing again is the same thing. They're taking the money that they owe you and they're giving it to so and so as if they gave it to you. But it's like you lent, it's like it came to you and you lent it to him. So you're back to the same problem. No, no, no. That, that's not my problem. The problem is if, um, if, if um, I mean, the, 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 there's no cost of, of using it. You mean? Right. So that's that should be a problem. Is that you're lending it to so and so. That, that's that's correct. That, I'm sorry. That, that's correct. Right. So if you're lending it to so and so, he's paying you back that amount. There's no ribbons. There's no ribbons involved. Credit card which has a negative balance. And you pay the credit card company owes you money. You already made In the case where you, you over, let's say you, you you bought something and then you returned it, so they give you a credit on the credit card. Or like you overpaid your credit card. You overpaid or they give you a bonus. Right, so now you have money in the credit card and and the, you're letting the person use the amount of money which is less than that. So automatically, uh, that should be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, if one is unsure if they made a brothel, may they continue eating? So we'll talk to the and Marshall. In Sochim and Arab Sochim. And Dav. Kuf Beis, I think. The um, Mershaw um, assumes you're allowed, you're allowed to continue eating. That uh, even though your person will eat without making a bracha, and you only have a suffix bracha, but since you can't make a bracha in suffix, you're allowed to eat. And the Mershaw disagrees and says that you can't make a bracha in suffix, but you can't eat without making a bracha, so you can't eat. So what do you do? Stop eating. And then, and then how would you, when do you eventually start eating? When do you get out of your dilemma? So, um, <laughs> what if you haven't eaten enough to make work? So, the following works. One time, right, somebody came and asked me this question. I said, okay, so you can't eat anymore. I said, okay. He says, okay, now you're going to see if that's meeting, so you're allowed to go eat again. <laughs> Making a broth and not eat, because you're going to see if that's. 
but if you know that that's what the psaac is going to be, <laughs> it doesn't work. So I just blew it for all of you guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> If you forgot to make a bracha, you can make a bracha. You, you can make you can move, move the food to one side. You make a bracha. Yeah. Wait, why can't you make a bracha and then make another new bracha? Is that that's good? If, if like so, I was saying that that works if you made a if you need to say bracha chrono. You didn't you didn't have enough to say bracha chrono. You took one or two bites and I should have made a bracha. So what what, what do you mean? By, what's bracha chrono? Yes. That's it. Um, so, me um, the rice up. There's no scenario where, you, where I can't tell someone else to be in a rachel. Because that'll put limits on. The concept of being mighty sonyos for the bracha. So, for example, by benching, Chazal said, um, if you have uh, three people there, way Zeman worked for Zman Chazal was that one person would, be, would bench and leave and be much another two. Two people, Mitzvah Lecholik, they should not do Zeman, and each one has to say it on their own. But over there, the Mishaburah says, well, let's say that one of the two is an Amor's and he doesn't have a bench, so I can mighty him. So, in a case where I, I cannot say the bracha on my own, they didn't put that limitation. So, in a case where I have a suffix bracha, and therefore I can't make, um, I function in that point, like, kilo, I don't, I'm not able to make a bracha on my own, someone else can invite to me. Um, so, that would be that type of scenario where you could have somebody else invite you in the bracha. Birchas um, Ashachar. Theoretically, someone else can invite you in Birchas Ashachar. But they said you, should, you can only do that in the context of uh, a minion. So, Shemun Esrei. So, the Chazan is much of the Tiber, but the Chazan only let you do that in the, in the context of having ten people. Again, if I have an individual cannot bet, cannot say Shemun Esrei, I can mercy him Shemun Esrei. But, uh, so, it's there where I can't do it on my own, it's much more leeway. In the case where I could do it on my own, then Chazal only allowed me, allowed me to do it under certain circumstances. I can only do it if, if we're eating together. So then it's appropriate that we can make one bracha because we're eating as a unit. So we need to kvias together. Uh, we assume nowadays that being Yerushim together is equivalent of a seva because that's what we do. We don't do a seva anymore. So sitting was the right that you were in Kavu because when you're Kavu you would do a seva. So I can only mention something else in Bracha Rishonah uh, by when there's a saver together. Uh, is this in the case where he, where he is able to say it? Or even is when, he, when, he, when, he, when he is able to say it. In case we can't say it, so I can wait to him because he can't, he can't say it. What's the get of our suffix there? Like if someone just isn't exactly sure what bracha certain food is, is it is it a dhamma? Is it any kind of dhamma one thing else wants to make him say it from suffix? No, 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 because he has an eitzah. The over here, the person, not sure if he made a bracha or not. So he's in this situation, he's a dilemma, he can't eat. So he wants to have someone else, he might see him, if he didn't make a bracha, someone's going to see him in the, in the, in the shahakal so he can continue eating, you know. So he's, Taka can't make a bracha. Over there, because he doesn't, the guy who's not allowed to eat mazonos, so how, why is he eating mazonos? Like, like, what's the scenario that you can't make the bracha yourself? Right? If, if someone is so big of uh, if they had a shear for a bracha chrana, then they can have everybody see them. So it's the same thing. So the most bracha So brain of foshes, you can't. You're not. You, know, you can't mention someone else's brain of foshes. Me'ain gimel. So the Taz says you can, that the same way I can mention someone else's benching. When you have a kviyas together, you can mention someone else's benching. So the same thing is true by Main Gimel. Uh, Mr. Brewer, Beaker comes out, not like the Taz. Minig um, Yeshiva, let's say, Shabbos morning by Kiddush, is the Moitzi somebody because we're afraid that people are not going to remember to say the bracha themselves. It's better to be Sunday on the Taz than to tell everybody they can make the bracha themselves and then 
Let's go to make the bracha. Should I then, if I think I will remember, should I have in mind not to not see in the Megillah bracha? If it's honest and the guy next to you is not going to learn from you not to do that, and then he's in the next thing I brought her, right? Yeah. Um, or you can say along with the, with, with the Mavorik, but not, not loud enough that you're sharing other people. Because um, we have a problem with Trekola and Mishnah So I'm saying the Bracha Akharna together with him out loud. Not of other people here, nobody's yet saying. Because they can't hear two set voices at the same time. So I'm a big tzaddik, but I was making sure everybody else wasn't here today. So, and I say, a lot of people know that I'm saying along with him this way, people know that I'm saying it, you know, type of thing, because I'm really from... Um, um, How loud do you have to say it yourself, though, to be... You have to say it loud, you can hear it. So unless you're, you're, you have to hear it, nobody else can hear it. Right. It's good to get used to that. But... I just want to say, you know, some people say it loud enough that everybody else can hear it also, you know. <laughs> it's like letting, reading along with the Balkari. You're supposed to say it loud enough that you could hear it, and not loud enough that everybody else hears it, because then, again, you have this problem with Shekhov and Mishnah There are some places we give eights on it, right? But some people, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I lane sometimes, you know. Like, some people next to me, like, the guy's really, really loud, you know, like, you know, like, you know. You know, call the world. You want to do what you said? So say, hey, like, you know, you know, fine. You know, like, you know. What if the Balkari hears it because he's standing right next to him and not the SCT? Yeah, that's not a problem, yeah. He's saying it out loud. The problem is someone else being used to Shmiya. Okay, my wife is here. Okay.